echoes are we, brother to brother and everyone, a brave amigo. Hello and welcome to episode 14 in season 5 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host, Mars, and I'm finally joined by my Amiga Kali and my Amigo PJ. It's been a while, guys. How are we doing? Not, not, not just the fact that this is another ending game week. It's the fact that I don't think we've recorded as the three of us for a while. We were discussing that pre-Christmas. So how are we doing? How is it going? Good. Okay. It, it, it okay. does feel strange in a lovely way to actually be all on at the same time. I think the last time was actually when we did the Spaces. Okay. Um, yeah, Kylie, we I just want to stop you because card. I just want to stop you just to let you know that Broja just scored. Oh, PJ, do what you need to do. <laughs> we're, we're recording during the Southampton Brentford. I knew he'd score. I knew he'd score. I put money on it. It's a safe bet. There is, where, there is something. When, when Lucy Heinet, the GOAT, inverted commas, when she benches a player... And then she gets that that bench point coming off the bench because this is what happened because Foden didn't turn up three weeks ago. They absolutely always deliver. It's the safest bet you can make in fantasy football, which is why I tweeted, as you will see, an hour ago. Well done. That's why I told you. It happens every single time. She's the opposite, Yeah, quite literally, because... (laughs) I, for the start of this game week, I was on the um, deadline show for uh, Scout. And at that time, the news sort of officially broke about Foden. I'd gone into this saying, no, I'm not taking an extra hit. I was already on a four-point hit. I'm not taking an extra hit for Foden. I don't mind. And then you're in the midst of it all. It's confirmed he's out. Brogia's first on my bench. And instead of just letting Brogia come in, I took the eight-point hit for uh, Damari Gray, who, of course, no longer has a double game week. So it's it's genuinely the opposite of what happened. Yeah, well, let's, you know, let, let's quickly look at the scores. We're not get, there's too too many things happening. So I'm just going to quickly go through through them. I, I believe I'm, I'm highest at the moment with uh, 48 minus 8. And then uh, PJ is straight behind me with uh, 47 minus 8, as it stands, I believe. And then, uh, Kylie, you're, you're a bit further back with 42 minus 8. So we all took the minus 8. Nobody, <laughs> nobody did the free hit, which I'm uh, kind of glad about because, uh, you know, <laughs> free hitting Brentford, Brentford players might not have turned out to be the best. And obviously, with Everton and everything that's happening, I mean, I brought DCL. But look, we can't control what happens after you pick the team and after the deadline. It, it's just pure luck. And I know not everybody will agree, but we'll touch on that later anyway. PJ. Let's talk about the real players in the fantasy game. How's how's that Amigos League looking? Yes, yes, it's um, uh, it's 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 looking it's looking good for these people who are who are way way above us. In fifth place, we have Allison Chains, managed by Jimmy Hill. Um, in fourth, Izzy Wizzy Get One Busy, been up there for a while. Christopher Marshall, number third, FPL Cole, Carl Calcotti, number two, the Tepid Template. Alex Gray Davies and our leader, as he has been for a while, is James Stairs, who I'm pretty sure his team was previously called Don't Go Bake In My Heart, which I loved saying far more than I'm going to enjoy saying his current team name, which is Ben Me Dover, which doesn't even really make sense. But um, I mean, I know what he's trying for, but let's not dwell on it. So well done, James. (laughs) Uh, I think if you say right. it faster, maybe it would 
work. It, yeah. it doesn't because the D, the D is wrong. I, it needs to be over. I, be I over. know that, but if you say it fast in a mumbly sort of way, it might sort of work. Do you want to try and say it? Uh, I'd really rather not. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather you not either. <laughs> uh, Paul would be running into the room going, what is, you said you're recording an episode. Where? 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 <laughs> No, I can just imagine his his eyes rolling, just like, what is she saying now? <laughs> uh, right. Uh, time for my rant. Look, I am not taking the piss out of anyone. I completely appreciate that the game affects us all differently. I completely appreciate that it means a lot to all of us. And we all handle what happens differently. But I am getting a little bit... Not Fed up is not the word. It's... When I see people saying, I'm done with the game, or more postponements, or uh, DCL is not playing now. Before we, in fact, before, before this double game week, we all said, it's a risk. Whatever you do, there's FA Cup games in between. Uh, there's potential COVID postponements. Anything can happen. DCL is not even fully fit. So we all knew the risks going in. Now, of course, it's frustrating to have a, to, to go for a hit for a player gets a zero. Of course, it's frustrating when you free hit defenders and, and the, or a keeper and he scores an, an, an on goal. But do you really want the game off? Do you really want them to stop? Now, for me, when it was during the first um, lockdown and football stopped, and it's nothing to do with just Liverpool were about to win the league. I felt lost with that football because football is my escape. Football is my thing, if you like. You know, being a father, a husband, everything. Football is my thing that I focus on and really helps me forget for 90 minutes about the shit show that we're living in sometimes. I want them to carry on no matter what. Now, we know the capability of FPL is minimal. The site, the, the, it's, it's laughable. I, for the money that they get from advertising and 8 million players and whatever it is, it should be a lot better. Uh, they can't help, obviously, these uh, Everton being postponed or this. They can help with, with, with more with the, with the setup and announcements, etc., or moving game weeks. But I, I don't want the game to stop. We have a question from Randy Shafter saying, why do we bother? So, guys, do you think I'm wrong? I know, I know, PJ, you see it differently to me. Kylie, I'm not really sure because we talk about it. I don't want the game to stop. And, yes, it's annoying, but we have to deal with it. I'm not saying we're all in the same boat because everybody's different affected differently by the players that you buy but i just think we have you can only do what you can control and then the rest is pure luck and yes some people might be more lucky than others but in one way or another everybody will be affected somehow what do you guys think am i wrong what tell me quickly i think i think uh, uh, thanks thanks, (laughs) Um, uh, i'll I'll go first carl so that's okay go first okay um I, I, for a start, I never wanted it to stop. I wanted it to have a, well, I wanted to have a very short break, which I felt would have been beneficial pre-Christmas, and then kind of push the whole kind of schedule back. Yes. But that ship has sailed now. I'd certainly like to see games not being played in front of 60,000, 70,000 people who I'm pretty sure are not going through the right protocols to get there and are crowding into public transport to and from. But that's a wider point. And that's not, that's certainly not fantasy Premier League's fault, is it? As you, as you correctly identify. I do want football on. I want the distraction of it. Um, it. It's not. It's not ultimately their fault. I think. I think I would like the luck element 
just acknowledged a little bit more from particular kind of corners um from from you know i'm not going to name names but all, you know most people kind of joke about it but the the kind of main kind oh of come on if anybody who says luck is not it, it, content you know i laugh when people say 50 50 come on yeah i've always yeah, laughed at that because it's, it's more it's a lot more there, you, there are you, people <laughs> who the rise of analytics fc who, who i do appreciate from a banter standpoint i have to say and they've got yeah. a lot of Counts who who tweet some really good stuff for me in fairness so not, i don't want to i don't want to tar them with this brush but i think there is an element there that um that we could still be doing a lot more to control our outcomes than ultimately we are right now i i think i think my main, main disappointment for us and i appreciate the irony as we go to record a pod which hopefully people will listen to but is the fact that there is just almost no point doing anything until the last minute and that kind of renders quite a lot of content obviously and then go on carly go on i'll come come after i was just going to say that say that the hilarious counterpoint to that as proven uh over christmas is when the site then crashed with um five minutes left until the deadline so many people who would never leave their their changes that late <laughs> yeah. deliberately did because that, they that's got where caught I think out they need to address it absolutely that's we're not going to address it now you know they got you know, more chance of an apology from boris johnson <laughs> that, that, agree, that agree. time came and went uh, look <laughs> on this subject i'd i'd actually completely agree with you both i think that the time for a circuit breaker has sort of come and gone um mm. the wider issue is the wider issue it's nothing really to do with fantasy football but i i do think the thing that irks me most as well, like PJ said, is a lack of acknowledgement from people. And I don't even mean on Twitter. I mean people that you know I speak to that I'm in leagues with. It's really quite irritating when there has been a massive swing of luck and a person fails to acknowledge it. I have, like, if, if I was getting jammy, I have no qualms about saying, hey, I got a bit jammy there. It's fine. It doesn't mean you're a terrible player and you're only doing well because you're getting luck. But there is a huge there are people who have been more dramatically impacted than other people. And that's not down to necessarily decision making. We haven't been able to forecast what's been happening. So that has been an element of frustration that I can't deny that it's not sort of, okay. we pause the game and we're all sort of in the same boat. It's been like. There's just shots fired from all angles and, you know, you, you've no idea where it's going to land. So, yeah, yeah. not look. But I, uh, I enjoy it. I wouldn't want it to stop yes. because it is a distraction. Good, good. Uh, and and to, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, as I grow as I grow older, um, I care less about what people say or think in a way. I don't mean this to be in a harsh way. But I just kind of like, you know, I, I, put, I, put, I put a bubble around myself. With, so if somebody's not, ex, ex, if I know someone is lucky and they're not accepting that, I don't really care what they think. I, you know, I know they are lucky, right? And then, then there's banter. Of course, you, you've got the banter. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I skillfully uh, managed to avoid these guys, and, but you didn't. But, and you know what? That's just, for me, part and parcel of the game. But I, I understand the frustration that you guys are, are explaining. But you see, I want to look at it from a different way. You say we can't plan agree but this is the best time to to show you uh what's the word you all you can do is prepare the best that you know based on the information that you have and attack every game like the fact that we can't long-term plan it means that every game week for me is an attack so i'm not scared this is the first time i've taken a minus eight i'm not scared of doing that now 
it hasn't completely worked. It hasn't completely backfired. What I did is I took the injured players out. Now, I was lucky that I had three injured players that they were not going to play and a third sub, uh, two, two and a third sub that was never playing. So really, they were never going to hurt me because I took them out because their net point is zero. Uh, funnily enough, they still are. If I hadn't taken them out now, up until now, I'm still four points behind. But I'm just using my team as an example. Now, and I appreciate people say, oh, well, uh, maybe you're having a good season. I'm not. I'm having, uh, okay. I mean, but but I would have said I continue playing two seasons ago when I was in the 500 and uh, 500K and above, etc. For me, it's it's the game. Yes, it gets frustrating when you have a, a red arrow. But I think there's... I think there's opportunity now for the active players to definitely climb rank and overtake the casual players that may, may be caught out a lot more than us. I mean, I can't see a casual player stopping 10 minutes before deadline, make sure it's not five, 10 minutes, pulling over, make sure you switch your car off so the police don't come to you and say using your phone and doing your transfers just after checking if any game has been called off or not, right? It's something that I have done and I know others would do because we care about this game. We want to do well, and then it becomes frustration when we don't, frustrating when we don't. Andy Mack, uh, FPL, at FPL underscore Andy. What game week should we delete our FPL accounts? I mean, I don't think he means it, but come on, like, enjoy the game, right? Like, enjoy, enjoy it to, as much as you can. I know it's frustrating, but we, we, we'll get through it. And hopefully, as winter finishes and summer comes through, we'll get a lot less of those postponements. And something to look forward to, by the way, the amount of doubles that we are going to have later on. I, I do, could, I do agree. Have a double I do agree every with, your, well, with your comment, just to cut across you, uh, which you, yeah, you, were, you were kind of making in your kind of second rant in a mixed, you know, the, the kind of uh, curious rustling that was going on in the background there. Make about what you will, listeners. But um, <laughs> in terms of in terms of attacking, that that is. I just want to kind of stress that, that I think the best way to play FBL going forward now is very much front foot. That is how you're going to get more out of it mentally. I have not taken a hit all season. I've not taken a minus eight for years. I've taken back to back minus eights. Yes. It's like, it's like this is, it's, you have to play aggressive and with more blanks and much, much more doubles, potentially triples on the horizon. Just, just to just enjoy it. Yes. It might go tits up. Yes. I've taken a minus four for Michael fucking Keane and you know, <laughs> his game has been called off, but it's like, but his game has been called off. That's not actually the same as taking a minus four for say Fernandez, the Brentford keeper and watching him keep, you know, no clean right. sheets, concede six there goals. There are people listening who have Score Fernandez. and own goal. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, the essence of the point, this has been a very long rant, um, but I think the essence of the point though is that, okay, this season has not tracked like a normal season. Things are out of our control. It's so much about mindset. We just have to try and, yeah, it's going to impact on your planning, but just try and be adaptable and find yeah. the fun in it. I mean, we've gone in, plenty of us have had less than 11 players each week. We've taken hits, you know, things have happened, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Just kind of enjoy it. Um, and it'll always be something we look back on this season and be like, yeah, that was a bit of a shit show. But, you know, Absolutely. I think that's okay because I think we have to remember that we do this to have fun and yeah. just go back to that. Yeah, there are things that I would love them to change. The the the, the football association. Why are we keeping the COVID um, uh, infect, uh, affected players secret? I mean, in Spain they announced it. In France they announced it. 
uh, uh, NFL, they announce it. Announce it. That will obviously yeah, they don't care like about it's us, some but that will help. Sort of secret us. shame or something. It's like it's a global pandemic. It's exactly. I mean, unless you were the Leicester players who were at the dance, there's yes. nothing to hide. Quite. You know? Yeah. <laughs> or you're right. Djokovic who you know oh, yes. got an exemption, <laughs> and it turns out he was out in crowded places whilst having COVID. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now, so taking all of what we just said into account, we still have a game week and a game week and a, and a double game week and actually a big double game week. So there's 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 lots to consider. I'll start with the questions. Jonathan Stark at J Stark. I have Kane uh, double game week and Dennis possibly fit before transfers. How many hits is it reasonable to bring in a double game week player before considering using a free hit? I have all my chips, etc. So there will be a lot of people like Jonathan here with with their with their free hits. Uh, both of them, Red Eagle at FPL Red Eagle says only have one player double game week. King at the moment don't see the need to use free hit. Already used one, so there will be a lot of people like, like myself and PJ who use the free hit and load on double game week players. Am I not seeing something obvious? So guys, I, I want to you know obviously we're going to talk about the game week coming. As we just said, there's no point future planning now. We know what we know is all the FA Cup games have gone through, so there's nothing postponed there. Obviously, there could still be postponements because of COVID. Uh, the interesting one would be Leicester, considering they've just called their game off and they have a game in three days. Will they have enough players? The interesting thing about Leicester, by the way, is zero COVID cases apart from Mendy, who's in Africa. Uh, it's all injuries, so that's that's a completely different injuries plus Afcon players missing, which is a completely different rules. So. Um, you know, we have to watch out for that. But knowing all what we know, guys, uh, let's start. Let's talk about the double game week 22. Let's discuss the game week fixtures and then have a conversation about the approach. So let's start with the fixtures. Kylie, I want to come to you first. What do you think are the good fixtures and players that you would recommend to start with looking at double game week 22? Yeah, I mean, I don't think those two questions necessarily align for all of the teams in that there are teams that have good fixtures on paper who I maybe wouldn't recommend and then there are some that maybe have seemingly tougher fixtures on paper that that actually look quite appealing you know so the likes of, of Brighton and maybe Leicester to a degree um, amongst those I, I mean I think and, and Spurs is one again on paper doesn't seem that easy but I think it's probably the one that most people uh, when the double game weeks were announced, were eyeballing and, and quite interested in, not only because Spurs are considerably on the up compared to where they were pre-Conte, but it, it's just the specific fixtures that they are. So they've got Arsenal at home and Leicester away. So as we said, you know, for any team on paper, that doesn't sound especially excellent. But these are games that Spurs love to play. There's a Mr. Harry Kane in particular, who, though not especially thrilling, uh, has an incredible record against both teams. So obviously the North London derby is massive for him. And I think he's got 11 goals in 12 matches for that. And he's got a ludicrous amount of goals over the last few seasons against Leicester. That has become something of a grudge match and generally speaking a, a high scoring one at that so these are probably the two teams or two of the teams that he's had the most success against so that sounds particularly exciting obviously we've got the the big son missing element which throws us yeah Kylie, the there's a question on that actually let me okay. just ch chuck the question in for you fbl spider-man and fbl must score spider-man does the absence of son make space as it less attractive for free hit double game week 22 so carry on i, I just wanted to, to put the the question in 
from a defensive perspective, I don't really think it changes my opinion. It certainly is a bit of a concern from an attacking viewpoint, just simply because, you know, he's a huge part of that team from a creative perspective, the combination of him and Kane. And so you remove him and they don't look quite as compelling. So does it concern me a bit? Yes, but does it mean I'm not going to go heavy on them given a lack of maybe other options? No, I think most people uh, are still going to want to invest in Spurs attack ahead of this game week. But I think it probably to a degree tempers what we're going to do. I I think that situation maybe slightly favours free hitters, um, just simply in that I think everyone was going to have Son Anyone who was going to free hit was going to have Son anyway. He was probably going to be the most bought in player for this game week. Um, so yeah. if you'd already decided to free hit, then you know you've, you're a bit more flexible on on how to to handle that. I think Spurs' defense looks good, and that's not to do with the fixtures, but it's to do with the fact that statistically they have been really impressive. So if you look at the last six matches. Right, so this is not game weeks. It's their last six because obviously teams have, at this point of the season, played a varying number of games. Um, so they're second best for goals conceded over that period with just three. They've got the joint most clean sheets with four and they've conceded the fewest shots on target with 15. So they're definitely the best defence that are uh, available, that is available uh, for double game weekers. So I think we're going to see further investment in uh, their defence, Region and potentially some of the cheaper ones, Sanchez and um, Davis and the like. So I think that's a pretty obvious one for people. Mora may get some interest as well. Um, some of the other ones, just to kind of run through before we broaden the discussion, we've obviously got United on paper. They've got Villa and uh, Villa away and Brentford away. That does not sound like a terrible game week. I mean, it is away and United's form is middling at best. It's very hard to look at their team and, and decide where to invest. There's there's two sort of, I think the only two really that most people would consider would be De Gea and, and Ronaldo. Ronaldo has some sort of questionable hip situation. Uh, it doesn't sound like a major issue. And Ronaldo has certainly not been massively impressive. So... It's hard to get super excited about them, but I imagine that people probably, they're quite well owned. Watford is another one, great fixtures on paper, but they are in a a run at the moment where they're not looking overly impressive. I mean, let's not talk about defence because their defence is actually catastrophic. Uh, They have not kept a single clean sheet this season and they're pretty much worst for every possible metric there is. Um, But from an attacking perspective, they were super attacking not that long ago. We had double ups of King and Dennis. But in the last six matches, they've only scored six goals, created nine big chances and uh, 26 shots on target. That's considerably lower than um, the likes of Spurs and, and Leicester, who are really up there towards the top. So... But they're cheap, and a lot of people have Dennis and are thrilled that he's no longer at AFCON. So I think we'll see Dennis or King and or, depending on what people can afford, in teams as well. Um, and, and Burnley don't have terrible fixtures, but they don't have a great defence either. There's a recurring theme here. I mean, 
what do you guys think of, of the? And there are more teams that we will run through who have double game weeks. But what's your take on on these teams and how you would invest? In yeah. So I agree, but are you sitting down? I'm about to shock you. I'm about to shock you. I am. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, yes, you're right. Uh, Kane scored 11 goals, two assists in 14 leagues against Arsenal. He also scored 15 goals and two assists in 12 league games against Leicester. When Kane and Spurs were high-flying, Kane averaged a a 0.7 goal per game with Son alongside him and 1.05 when Son was not in the team. During a period of 20 matches when Son was out of the team with injuries, Kane scored two hat-tricks and six braces across the 20 games. Obviously, the team has changed. I want to thank uh, my friend Chris uh, for his uh, for the stats that he shared with me. Okay, thank <laughs> you for clarifying that because I was about to think it was a yeah, 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 invasion. No, no, I was like, there I, better be credit for someone here because there's no way Mars did all I, that I'm, research. I'm in, I'm in a league with him and he absolutely hates Kane. And he shared this. And I, the first thing I said was, guys, we need to hug our loved ones we uh, the the end is nigh. He actually praised Kane, and it was just to show you know. But but you know, look the stats back exactly what you said, and I agree with you on the teams that you just picked with regards to the attack, especially for Watford. I wouldn't even touch their defense. With it, what's interestingly with Watford as well is it, Dennis is so highly owned as well as Ronaldo. So it's it's for for somebody who doesn't own Dennis or King, it, it has it's a tough choice between the two. Uh, but I agree with you on those teams. Uh, PJ, anything? If not, can you tell us the teams that we should avoid? Because it's a big double, and we just mentioned a few teams. Well, I think Some... just, to, just a note there beforehand, because uh, there are other teams that I don't think we should avoid that PJ is probably going to cover off, but they just seemingly have harder fixtures. Maybe the, t- the team is a void, but there's a, star, a standout player. Let's, yeah. see, let's see what PJ tells us. No it, pressure. Uh, am I allowed to talk now? That's okay. You know? Maybe. Okay. Uh, um, get on right. with it. All right. We'll avoid Burnley. Okay. I, I can't make that clear enough. Um, Chris Wood's gone. They've got no defence. Dwight McNeil's their best player. He's got one attacking return all season. Avoid them. Just no arguments. Avoid them. Watford, King, Dennis, the rest avoid. Their entire defence have got less points than Trent Alexander-Arnold on his own. That's their entire defence consisting of 12 players. Brighton, yeah, you know, Trossard. It's time. Danny Welbeck. These will be the two stars of the game week. It's not actually relevant to the question you asked me, but I just thought I'd get it in there. So the only other teams I would avoid are Chelsea just because their fixtures are just awful. And they look, you know, Man City away is obviously the hardest fixture in the league um, from an attacking kind of point of view and from a defensive point of view. You know, potentially Liverpool away from a defensive point of view as well. So I can't see why anyone would be buying Chelsea assets. Um, Brighton away is also tough. I don't think Chelsea will score more than one goal across the two game weeks personally, so I would avoid them as well. And finally Brentford. They are being battered right now as we speak by Southampton. Um, They're letting Shea Adams score at this stage. Uh, No, they look a team who will, you know, be staying up due to the ineptitude of the four teams cut adrift at the bottom. Um, So I would be focusing on yeah, the Watford attack and then Leicester, Leicester and Spurs, with the kind of caveat of Leicester, will they even fulfil this weekend's fixture? So really, it's a little bit of a shit show. I'll tell you who I will be bringing in, Mars, and not just because you've reeled off some stats that you've borrowed from some other friend. Um, I will definitely be bringing in Harry Kane this this week. With Son, in, I, I don't, I've got no time for this. Oh, does, with Son out, 
is is Kane is Kane is Kane going to be as good? I just let's not even entertain that. Lucas Moore is in the form of his life. Son, if anything, is taking stuff away from Kane down that channel. Kane shouldn't have to drop deeper to feed yeah. Son's overlapping runs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a no-brainer for me. People are bringing it, Ronaldo in instead of instead of Harry Kane. I, yeah, I'm a Man United fan and I love Ronaldo. I cannot understand that. It's just absolutely yeah, uh, Kane's record in have... two clubs. In Kane's record in North London derby is as good as anyone's record in world football in kind of equatable kind of style fixtures. If you make one transfer this week, transfer in Harry Kane. I never thought I'd say that so far this season. Oh, but with everything well, else that is happening... Just, just change my mind you know. now. He's just put oh, sorry, I'm, still gonna, I'm still going to captain Josh King. So, you know. <laughs> but no, but, it is, it, but this is the point. It, it, it is Spurs who are, are piquing everyone's interest most because they do, they do just look the pick of the bunch and, and Kane just seems an easy choice in a week it's, it's where maybe they're not easy decisions. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Right, um... Quickly, I want I want a quick quick summary with quick answers before we move on to that approach, whether it's free hit or transfers. But uh, nuclear atoms at particle underscore impact. Which midfielder would you recommend for the doubles, except of the obvious, being Lucas Moura, Lukman, and Madison? Now, I don't know if he means choose between Lucas Moura, Lukman, and Madison, because for me they are not the obvious ones. Or are these the obvious ones, and I'm missing something? I think they're ones that have been heavily involved in discussions. So obviously, mm. Moura has. I think Mora was an interesting option before the Son injury. I think Son's injury has elevated him. Uh, yep. So a lot more people are talking about him now. Lookman has been on the receiving end of a lot of mentions because obviously he's done well when he has played um, and really because of the the issues that, that Leicester have had. We've got, I think, Dakar may be back or he's close to being back, but um, we did have Madison flagged before he played in the FA Cup. Um, we didn't really know what the situation was with Barnes. Vardy is injured and, of course, Inacho is off at AFCON. So there was very much a sense that, well, surely Lookman has to play. I think because we've got Tielemans and Madison and Barnes seemingly fit, you know, maybe people aren't feeling as assured now. Uh, but I, I think they were quite popular people in conversation as targets. Yeah. yeah. Whether obvious uh, or not. Uh, obvious on Twitter, perhaps. Not yeah. Telemans, Telemans as well from from Leicester with the pens, I would say, is is a potential one. Um, Kendo at uh, MK Doen Nil Ken. Well, uh, I think PJ, the question would you consider there was... Sorry, I was just going to say, Sorry. like he was asking for people outside of them. We We actually didn't answer his question i was answering okay. your question all right okay so so telemans is one i would say uh for me outside those three i think being on pens for leicester again playing if 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 leicester's games go ahead that's the thing with regards to leicester we already know pj's trossard Tr- i was just about to say <laughs> yeah well i was going to come to you allow you to say you weren't coming well, to come to me you already, already moved on to the did. next question <laughs> He already gave his Trussard oh, pick anyway. forgotten that I'm, you're potting with me tonight. PJ, apart from Trussard, who else would you think in midfield? Pascal Gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. I mean, any of the Leicester Mount? players, apart from Diego de Perez. No, not Mount, although Mount would no, be my pick no, of no. Chelsea players, if you assess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Bruno Fernandes, um, if you've got... There's um, a question uh, for you. Ken Doe at McDowell Ken, would you consider Fernandes in a free hit? 
team. Not in a great free form, hit, but yeah, great double game fishers. In a free hit, I would definitely cancel him. I would rather go Fernandez and Kane than Ronaldo and um. I don't mean, there's any other premium midfielder even available this week. Lucas Moura. <laughs> yeah, Lucas Moura. <laughs> well, I guess one so. question for you then, PJ. Take take Kane as given, right? Would you go Bruno or Ronaldo in isolation? I'd, I would. If, if I was chasing, it depends on your position, but with the old kind of, not that I want to, you know, mention EA or any nonsense like that, but the... If I was if I was chasing somebody, and most people are, because unless you have a world number one, I, I would be going for Fernandez because I think the chance to gain is 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 so high, and I think he showed signs in the last couple of games that he is he is at least putting the effort in. He is fighting. He's fit. He was our captain in the last match. Our forwards are squandering some of the you know opportunities kind of left, right, centre. Rashford. Just, oh my god he just looked horrific the other week I don't know what Greenwood is doing in this role Ronaldo I think with Cavani there as well it, on the one hand it brings out the best of Ronaldo to have something to do with running but it also means that some of the kind of chances will be shared around as well because Cavani is much more of a poacher than he is so I think Fernandez is yeah is, is a really good option so it's difficult okay. I wouldn't you know I think on a free hit I would personally to be fair on a free hit you could probably have both because you've got so much money because there aren't any other premium players as I just said so and yeah if I was transferring in one I'd probably say Ronaldo to actually cancel everything I've just said move on yeah so we all not so we all say in double game week plays now I wanted to quickly touch on the single game week plays because we all know in a double game week we all get attracted to the single to the double game week plays and forget about the single game week plays uh, Jota's playing Brentford just saying like um, at home and there's no Salah no money. So somebody has to score the goals, I hope. So for me, Jota could be a, a, a midfield option if you don't have him or if you're free-hitting or whatever. Do not ignore the single, the good single game game weeks. Uh, City playing Chelsea, City at home. If you have Cancelo, I wouldn't be benching him or selling him. City are still a good team. Just And if you have uh, their, their midfielders, don't go ignoring them just because they don't have a double. People have been burnt before. We will always be burnt. We'll always be attracted to, sing, to single game weeks. I just wanted to quickly touch on those teams because obviously they do not have a double. The other one, the interesting one, is Everton. Quickly, I want, I want to have a discussion about it because obviously we all bought um, Everton players uh, hoping they will play a double or maybe even have a double-double, but they didn't. And they ended up with, with one game. Dave, our friend Dave, uh, FPL and score Dave at Club Smog, should I sell DCL? Mr. Penn, zero-pointer, injured, plays for Everton, next game cancelled. Pros, looks good in a sarong. Um, <laughs> so, um, what do you guys think about Everton assets in general? They play Norwich. Now, Everton are not on top form. They did have a good cup game, to be fair. They, they, they did better. Uh, we know what Norwich are like, although I think they have been a bit stronger at home. Is I'm, I'm pretty certain I'm selling DCL for Kane, but I'm keeping Gray and starting him. Because I think Gray's the kind of player that Norwich don't like, which is the player that runs behind, in behind, down the channels, etc. What do you guys think about Everton assets quickly? Known lovers of uh, DCL, Mooney and Jay, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have gone near him to begin with. So, uh, yeah, I mean, wait for the press conference. If he's any sort of a doubt, I would, I would be selling Everton. Everton look appalling. They, they look up. I don't care that they're playing Norwich. They're not even at home. They're away to Norwich. And Norwich are not, because of how bad four teams are, 
you know, Norwich, Newcastle, Watford, and uh, who's the other one? Burnley. You know, these these four teams, whilst adrift from everyone else, you know, Norwich are only one win away from getting out of a relegation zone. They are by no stretch of imagination relegated. You know, three of those four teams will certainly get relegated, but one of them is going to survive. You know, I, I don't think it's automatically going to be Newcastle just because they've signed Trippier. You know, I think I think it's going to be a real struggle for those teams who have not put back-to-back wins together all season to kind of just kind of turn that around. But, you know, Norwich will be looking at the Everton game at home and think, hold on, this is a team in disarray, injury, COVID issues, barely played, disorientated, no working striker. We've we've got a chance here. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to keep Michael Keane just for the fact that I'm not going to hit him out when he's got a fixture. Um, but, you know, and also there's no defender that really stands out from a double game week because I desperately yeah. want, I can't see anyone keeping back to back clean sheets for most fixtures personally. So I think, well, I might as well keep Michael Keane. He might power in a header against Norwich. But but no, I mean, Kylie, any case to be made for Dominic Calvert-Lewin? absolutely not absolutely not my policy has been as i said before to not sell players that have a game so i've been targeting selling injured players so jane reese james uh before that uh livermento still there but lacadia who never played a game and now been sold by brighton mars i think everyone's had to do that because when was the last time any of us didn't have fires to put out you know but but some people are selling players that are playing so let me west ham have a good game against leeds and people are discussing, do I sell Bowen and, and Antonio? Yeah, I'm selling Antonio. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I mean, yeah. you know, so, because so I want people Kane. are selling players. Yeah, exactly. I'm selling DCL because I've got Kane. But I could I could actually sell Gray for, for a Leicester midfielder. But I think he has a, as good a chance of playing as, as any of these guys, right? So um, I think that we have to be a little bit careful sometimes with, with who we're selling you know, as always with the free hit, I, tr- I always try and target blanks or players who can't play. But yeah, so West Ham is another team that that, that had a good game, which I, f- I forgot to mention. Um, for me... Sorry, I was just going to say that. No, no, go ahead. That is, and I mean, I'm coming at this from a different perspective to you guys because I am actually planning to free hit this week, despite, you know, the glowing review I gave of the options at the start <laughs> of the pod. Um, I am actually planning to free hit and I think we're going to talk a little bit later about um, yes, some will, of that yeah. decision-making. But... Um, So I'm looking at it from a different perspective to you guys, and that is the genuine fear factor, I think, with a free hit in a week like this, is that there are good single game week options who are quite comfortably capable of outscoring those that we choose with doubles. I think think it's it's really tough from a psychological point of view, and I'm, I'm someone who can't. I'm, part of me is is grateful that I'd already played my free hit because I, I'm definitely keeping one for game week 30. I think Ben Crennan has highlighted as, 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 as will be a massive blank one. But the thought of looking at my team and thinking, what do I do with just just a, you know, Cancelo, Trent Alexander Arnold if he's fit, Jota, Bowen, Antonio. Those are six great players with single fixtures exactly take, take, I, i'd be i know what the type of manager i'm like and, and the type of manager that you are to an extent lately i would be watching some of my watching you know some of those players play behind the sofa you know knowing that they were in my kind of existing so, team yeah okay so let's, let's 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 have the discussion kylie you you said you're gonna free hit what's making you free hit this week uh, i i believe you have so is, 
is it the fact that you have two free hits? Is it certain players? Uh, the number of doubles? And, and, and how many? Just to, just to let you, you'll probably, you know, you'll speak speak anyway. So in terms of my, my question to piggyback on that would be, how aggressive are you going to play it? With obviously the maximum aggression being. 11 double game weekers to yeah. or are you actually going to keep say three or four of your single ones um okay so to start with i i do have two free hits so that is a massive factor i absolutely would not free hit this week if i didn't have the second one if i'd already played one of them i wouldn't uh, because i would want to hold it for later in the season so it's sort of a well i've got the free hit and um i had already largely decided that I was going to do that and partly I think because with different you know this might be counterintuitive right because a free hit for a double game week could easily be dismantled by further cancellations but part of me was like I don't actually want to have to overthink the stress of trying to get together transfers with potential cancellations I quite like the idea of just being able to pull the free hit in the last minute it's also worth noting that for me the uh, person leading my main mini league that I'm in uh, squandered, sorry, his free hit this game week. And uh, so tactically, he cannot go the same path as me. And it finding an opportunity to be different has been quite challenging this season. So I see an opportunity potentially there. Um, and also this season, I'm just like, well, you know what? I'm actually just going to have a bit of fun because the planning aspect is quite difficult. Also, I don't really have any, I actually don't have any fit guaranteed to play double game week as, as it stands. The only that were in my team were at Don, who is ruled out, and Ronaldo, who has a dodgy hip, question mark. He's probably fine, but you know what I mean. So, and I have a dodgy bench as well. I just decided, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to stick with the plan and I'm going to play play the free hit and, and just see how it goes. No, the games didn't land as optimally as they could have, but I still think that there's opportunity there and frankly want to have a bit of fun. So I'm going to make it work. The biggest question for me, as PJ put it, is how aggressive do I want to play it? I have people in my team like Gray, who has Norwich, uh, who does have a, a good fixture. He could outscore whoever replaces him but he's not someone I would keep. The, the real question for me, I have, uh, of those ones that were mentioned, I have Antonio, Bowen, Trent, question mark, and Cancelo. And for me, and, and Jota, sorry. I'm definitely not going to be keeping Antonio um, just because I, currently I'm probably going Kane, Ronaldo, and one of Dennis or, or King. That could change. Um, Jota, I definitely want to keep because we've just seen what Southampton, who can barely score, did against Brentford. And I want to keep Trent if he is fit. So Cancelo, I probably am actually going to remove on, on the free hit. That could hurt, but I, I think I have to cut my losses at some point on a free hit because I do, I am trying to get points of difference that will help me in my, my other league. So there's an element of risk that comes with that. And I have to debate Bowen. I think Bowen will be harder for me to move on because I think that the midfield, I'm not as set on my midfield. So I could comfortably keep Jota and Bowen. But um, basically, I won't be going with more than three single game weekers. It's definitely two, possibly three. 
Okay. Um, it's fair. I, I think there, there are fair reasons there. Go ahead. I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, I, I agree that, that that Jota is is the hardest hold. He, if I was playing it, he'd be the only one I'd keep. But I'm I'm quite aggressive. Uh, I would definitely not be selling him. No. Um, everyone else, I would probably gamble. But you never know. It's Even kind of right. Trent, if he's fit, would you sell? Yeah, against Trent because if he's just fit? because I think if he's coming back from COVID. Yeah, and I'm, that's the point. He might get an early an early bath, and I'm kind of hoping you know, he's not. Because I would love to not just, have to have him. Just, yeah, just for context, so you know. So he had COVID straight after the Chelsea game, right? Which was on a Sunday. So let's say Monday was tested. He has to isolate for seven for seven days. That's a Monday. So let's see if he plays on Thursday or is on the bench, because that, that will give you indication if he's back or not. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depends how it's impacted him. But that's just he's just for, for your information. Someone that I'd like but, to be able to sell. I put it that way. Yeah, um, I, I can understand that. Yeah, I don't think absolutely. there's any advantage to keeping him on a. A free hit. There is a risk element to not keeping him, but you know it's straddling that line between going too far, but also I'm playing this this week to be aggressive. So if I'm if I don't fully take advantage of that, there's potentially missed opportunity there. And I do sort of feel like in the season that it is, the risk to my personal happiness is somewhat mitigated if it goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, good luck. So- It'll be interesting next week, obviously, with me and Marzi off. Absolutely. Well, I presume will be minus eight. So. Uh, yeah, PJ, so let's, let's, let's talk about that. So, I mean, we asked Kylie what, what makes her free hit. So just quickly, for me, the reason I decided to free hit in 19 is because I realised that I'm missing a lot of their explosive players. Didn't have Ronaldo, who did nothing in the end. Didn't have Kane, didn't have Son. Uh, th- those are three just off the top of my head. So the reason that makes me free hit is explosive players. When I looked at my team, I had four, and I knew what my minus eight I could get uh, or I had three and I knew with minus eight I could get to six and as we just discussed the the single game week players that I have are exactly the ones that Carly's thinking about you know the West Ham double bubble now Bowen instead of Ben Rahma um, the Liverpool guys uh, etc and and the, the uh, uh, Grace Everton as well as which is my question to you PJ is the fact that I only have one free hit left so People like us might want to save it, right? So how many hits, we just talked, we laughed about the fact that we might be doing the minus eight again. How many hits is okay? And and should they keep the free hit regardless if you only have one? Like, even if you only have one doubler, do not use the free hit. Get like up to four with minus eight, but keep the free hit. What's your I think, thoughts? I think it's different. It's difficult. Obviously, there's going to be... Unlike the double that's just passed, where most people could take a minus eight and get to kind of five or six, there because there are more teams doubling, there are going to be teams who free hit and go all out aggression and go for eleven, ten doublers. I, I currently only have um, three doublers. I've got I've got Dennis and King, uh, and in fact. I don't even have, um, uh, you know, Son was my third, so I just have Dennis and King. But I only have two doublers, so I'll be taking a minus eight and be getting to five. And, and the reason I'll only be getting five is because, with the possible exception of Michael Keane, I like all my all my players. You know, I like I, I don't want to transfer out Cancelo uh, or Trent Alexander-Arnold or Bowen or Jota. You know, I just, I'm just not prepared to transfer out those players. I don't even want to transfer out Ramsey, who I think is just far and away as my standout 4.5 million option for an improving Villa who have about three games in hand. So the players I'm taking out are Son, because he's injured, Salah, because he's got AFCON. So those are two very easy decisions for me. They're, they're not playing. I won't be sat behind a sofa thinking, what, what will Salah and Son do this week? Because they physically won't be playing. So the only, the only worry for me from that point of view, will be Antonio. So, but it's always it's always comes down to your team structure. I don't. 
if you don't want to take a player out, then then don't. You know, if you if it's not just about looking at this week, look at their fixture ticker, look at their games in hand over the next kind of four or five weeks. For example, if you've got an Arsenal player in your team, sell the shit out of them. They have two blanks in the next five. They have awful fixtures. Arsenal players are one. So anyone who's got Saka or Smith Rowe, Lacazette still. These are the players which you should be targeting and saying, yes, take a hit to get rid of those players. Because not only on this week, over the course of the next month, you'd have to be seriously unlucky to not kind of get profit on those on those players. So I don't think there's any any upper limit. I would be happy to see people take a minus 16 if they're removing single game week players who they don't want to keep long term for double game week players who they do want to keep long term. I think. I think the questions we've already identified, though, is that there's not actually that many of these players who, you know, maybe a Brighton defender, maybe Kane or Mora, some of those Leicester midfielders, maybe Ronaldo if you don't own him, and one of Dennis or King. So we're talking about maybe only five or six players who I would say you're making transfers in, in who you want to actually keep long term. Kylie's mm, three here mm. is going to contain half a dozen players who should be quite happy to see the back of on next week's fixture list. Yeah, and that's actually a really great point that you made there in terms of the d- decision making that I didn't allude to. Like that is the struggle that people who aren't free hitting have is that so many of them actually really don't have good fixtures. So it does, elim- I wouldn't want to get rid of Trent. I wouldn't want to get rid of Cancelo. Um, and lots of the players that I might potentially get rid of. Whereas, you know, I do want to have a bit of fun this week without being committed to the decision in case it yeah. goes wrong. Yeah, and, and look, in both cases, we're looking at attacking the game week. The only time that I would, the only slight thing that I disagree with, with, with BJ on is uh, looking at the fixture ticker. Right now, it means absolutely nothing. Yes, of course. I'm saying this, if you have injured players, yes, sell them. If you have players that are playing and you look to be honest we don't know what fixture is going to happen we don't know what doubles are coming up I mean we already there's already rumours that there might be a double game week for Aston Villa go with the information that you have and the sources that you trust and I would say enjoy the game week attack it as much as you can and um, and yeah enjoy now last one guys uh, wild card would anything make you use the, uh, the second wild card early not this week instead of three hit or taking hits no, no uh, categorically I, I, I think anything. it's I know people have already played it, and I, yeah. I feel for them. I'm not going to take a piss at them because no. team structure is off, off. You know, your own team structure and your own team circumstances. But I will be. There would no. I would rather take a minus eight every week than use my wild card anytime soon. There is so much uncertainty. Yeah. So I'm not playing my wild card until I can see the end in sight and I can map out what's going to happen. Yeah. In if we can't ever do that, then I'll play my wild card in the last two or three weeks of the season as a laugh. I looked at it. I looked at it, but then I thought I have the players that I want and I can bring in the players that the other players that I want. And I just thought, yep, like you guys, I want to save it until I know more about the doubles and I see more stable conditions, less postponements, etc. I think I think Sorry, people Kyle, who wildcarded are possibly people who wildcarded early before the news of the actual doubles that were came out because there were some expectations that it would be slightly different double game week than it is. And I feel for them in that situation because that it, it feels like a fairly shit hand to be dealt. But I, I do think if you're looking at it, I think it's hard to consciously now make that decision team dependent because of the reasons that were identified in terms of 
those that you probably don't already have who do have a double or a good double not many of them have good fixtures or a full set of fixtures after this week so it's just that murkiness we're right in the depths of uncertainty at the moment and it really does need to sort of settle down a bit because yeah. It is a big commitment, and, and when it's your second wild card, you've got the rest of another half of the season to go. Uh, so many doubles, we have no idea what each game week is going to look like at this point. It's just horrendously difficult, I think. Yep, no, absolutely. And uh, look, good discussion. To wrap it up, I know we discussed them, but I'm not going to let Craig Digger's question go because he's a friend of the show. I don't fail Craig Digger. Who are the best list of players to target? So just a quick summary, three players give me of Leicester. We discussed them, but top three, who would you go for if we knew they have a double? Madison. TJ. Madison. TJ. Uh, Lookman would be my Lookman. My suggestion and punt. Uh, yeah, Tielemans. Uh, it's funny, we all went for midfield. I would not touch their defence at all because they have so many injuries. And their strikers, we just don't know if Dak is fit and Barnes has been on and off, etc. But I think these three, with the injuries, Lookman should definitely short-term be playing anyway. Um, and the other two are, are quite reliable, set pieces, etc. Good. Right. No more FBL talk. Now let's go quickly into the remaining questions, which are, as always, that we like, the final questions. So I'll start with uh, Amund at Nordic Magpie. Which Premier League player would you have with you in a zombie apocalypse? Kylie? I asked for you if this can be an ex-Premier League player because I know hashtag Giroud will be your answer. Actually, I've gone in a different direction. Now, Giroud oh, no. is very pretty, obviously, uh, <laughs> and and eye candy and, and many other things. But um, the reality is, in a zombie apocalypse, I'm not going to be looking my best and um, I'm probably going to be more focused on trying to survive uh, than actually anything else. So I've gone a bit left of centre, and I think my reasoning is sound. Um, I've gone for Phil Jones, right? And the reason for Phil is that eventually, eventually, no, I've got sound reasoning, right? Eventually you're going to have to, like, raid a deserted pharmacy or a supermarket, hoping that there's some, you know, scraps of supplies left to to tide you over, get a protein bar or something. And the reality is that, you know, you're going to have to go through zombie hordes to get to these places. It's fraught with risk. It makes sense to have someone on your team who has facial contortion powers that are so strong that they can actually blend in with the horde of zombies. Therefore, getting through them, getting the snacks, coming back out, and you don't even have to emerge from your shelter. So I think just in terms of supply runs, it's really quite practical. Who and says we also, don't do research for this? Who also, says that? I wouldn't be emotionally invested in, in, just, in just whether he got eaten or not. It's possibly one of the worst answers to a, a, a legitimate question <laughs> I've then. ever heard. G- Phil G- Jones, is it, how answer. would you, you, you trust Phil Jones on a supply run? The guy <laughs> could fall over at any moment notice. <laughs> I know, but you know. but the thing is, he 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 frequently looks like a zombie. So the the that's not that's not that's not a reason. It, it, just, good, you you know what a zombie reason. apocalypse entails, Kylie. You're 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 dying. You're, just to let you know, your answer means you you are dead. Excuse me, right. I, no, I'm thinking outside the box. This is watched. this is quite clearly. There's no need to think outside the box. This is quite clearly a Darmetrare's opportunity to shine. Oh, that was my answer. Oh, the guy can just. But he doesn't have baby oil to help. I don't believe. I don't believe you know with those biceps i don't even believe a zombie can penetrate that skin so you know you could just put him in front <laughs> oh of my god i can't believe it he's, he's, that's, you know, that's such a generic 
And All right, let me let me give you my answer, my reasoning, because I think it's better than yours. Okay. Well, first of all, he can carry me with one arm, beat the shit out of the rest, and outrun them all, right? Second of all, if I get hungry, there's loads to eat if I decide to kill him. Uh, third of all, if I don't kill him, he will give really big cuddles, so when we're in the desert, I'll be I'll be nice and warm. If he decides to attack me or do something naughty, he will miss the target anyway, so I'll be safe. That's my reasoning. Excellent. He excellent. can't swap. He can run away from <laughs> well, you, though, well, if he's like, I, I you're eating my you, rations. You two genuinely researched this, as opposed to any of the FBI I questions. Mean, <laughs> I mean, I thought, I I thought about it when it. I was on my walk when I saw the question. <laughs> I thought about it while I was making a cup of coffee, and I was like, well, like, I will... I, I will be too distracted by Giroud to die. So I need someone that I'm also willing to sacrifice. <laughs> I'm happy uh, to Phil Jones. Uh, I was going to say the baby oil will make it not hurt, but I didn't want to go down that route. Well, right, I take uh, in, as my second guess, I take in, uh, take in Pakaya Saka because he's so impossible to dislike. And he's yeah. quite nimble and he can just, you know, I, I think he could just go he, in and He'd he basically be like bringing a puppy. But the problem, so. PJ, where this is counterintuitive is that he's so adorable that you'd probably just throw yourself in front of a zombie just to make sure that you get eaten and he doesn't like you just couldn't let a zombie eat you know by him like that would just be vicious oh. yeah once oh, again gosh. i think you've got probably a different attitude to me when it comes right. to surviving a zombie apocalypse. oh failing to survive a zombie apocalypse anyway let's fpl socialist and fpl socialist he's saying that he started doing jigsaw as a less frustrating alternative to fpl should he start with the black cat on a dark night or polar bear buried in a snow one what, what do you reckon um, polar bears are adorable yeah Very. um i mean both those jigsaws sound quite hard which i think is probably the point i would say maybe let work work up from a, a kind of easier jigsaw before just going for an all palette and if you're gonna do one at least make it out like it's actually fbl to so just have an entirely brown jigsaw <laughs> <laughs> right uh, that's it um that's all the questions that we have thank you all for the fbl and the fun questions we try to make it fun because we know everybody's getting frustrated um and uh, you know um uh, our government doesn't help with alleged parties um I mean, there's no point doing uh, captains and transfers because Kylie's doing a free hit. Me and you are doing minus eight, probably getting the same players. De- Kane plus uh, I'm getting one of Dennis or King, most likely Dennis, and then whoever the third player that can that can fit in the budget. Uh, PJ, I'm, I'm struggling with my third are? player. I want I want I want help. I'm getting Kane. I'm getting Lookman. Yeah. Um, okay. At least one Leicester midfielder. I I I I don't know. So you go in Leicester despite the fact that they could they might not have enough players. Well, I'll, play. I'll wait for the last minute. When do they? Yeah, uh, yeah. They well, play, I they want play to go Leicester Saturday. too. Oh but fucking hell! It's the deadline thing. on Friday night. I've only just noticed that. This deadline is on Friday night. Brighton. Hey. I think it's Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. Bright, so Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting. I can afford yeah. medicine. I can afford <laughs> medicine. I can afford Lookman as the third player, but uh, I might just go Lucas Moura. I'm getting Trossard. Well, maybe. But they play in Chelsea. Who's the second game? I've got some new Trossard gifts to send to uh, to send to Kylie as well. So, Chelsea well, and who? Who's the second game? Crystal Who's Palace. It's a Friday night game. No, no. no Friday night. Oh, Brighton Palace. Palace. Okay. Oh, so okay. we know so, about play. If, you, if you're free hitting, Kylie, you hate Brighton. If you're free hitting, I don't got, hate Brighton. You, you, oh, okay. Oh, I, I don't hate Brighton defence. I, I I just. Are you getting cook? You got to be getting Cuckoo Corella. Surely. Yes. Not, not little Lamptey. I mean, oh, I love little Lamptey, though. He's, oh, he's, 
his little face. It's so you know, cute. He's kind yeah. of like Saka. It's just. Will adorable. he play two games though? He, he'd also be good in a zombie. But he's, he's almost like a he's almost like a better Bakaya Saka, really, isn't he? Actually, be, yeah. He could fit into even faster. smaller spaces. Faster, <laughs> he could, yeah. He could right, actually be like point. a ninja to point. get the food. <laughs> right. Sorry, I am getting a Brighton defender. Um, probably safely, cuckoo, cuckoo, Corella. Um, I am tempted by Lampty because he's just fun to own when you're not crying because he's come off injured. But yeah. I, I just, you know, people, listeners may not know this, but um, I have a slight aversion to Trossard that has very rarely been covered on this podcast. Slight? Slight. I've tempered it slightly. What about Danny? Just what because I, on Danny Welbeck? I just think that you get some sort of commission for mentioning him because you're just obsessed with Danny Welbeck. And it I, am seems, you know, I am obsessed. I am. It's ever since a friend of mine pointed out how much of a resemblance he, he bore to the cat from Red Dwarf, which is like one of my favourite all-time shows. I've never heard um, that reasoning. So, since then, I just every time I look at Danny Welbeck, I think of a cat from Red Dwarf, and it makes me laugh. And I genuinely, I just smile every time I watch Danny Welbeck play. And he does, he does he's one of those players who has, obviously, he was, I felt he was a really great Man United player, and we kind of let him go too early personally, although he has had injury. When he scores, he has has an amazing smile. And don't, I think, those players we've, we spoke about, the likes of Lampsy and Saka, who look like they enjoy football so much, mm. are players yes, I, I, love I, I, love, I love owning, as opposed to those players who... You know the likes of Ronaldo or kind of others. Yeah, Trump's Bruno, so, who, who always you know, he's like, oh yeah. my god, stop fucking whining, please. Just, just the, the watch out, obviously, for just to bring it back to FPL with Leicester players is obviously we don't know if they will have you know stick to the listen to the um, to Rogers talking. If they even say we might thinking about it, it means the, the Leicester Burnley game is 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 in doubt. But the good thing is for us. If we're bringing Spurs players in, is their game is is in a week's time. You would hope that some players will be back. Obviously, depending on how the how bad the injuries are, I'm assuming. Again, we're hoping that they will have enough players. But talking about captains, PJ, let's assuming or, or Kylie, if one of you was going to captain Kane, would that put you off the fact that they are playing Leicester as their second game? Because I was thinking of no, captain Kane. not the second game. I think it would if it was if it was the first it was the game. First one, I yeah. cannot believe it's just been obviously been well documented anyway, but it, it's a bit. It, you know, it's a bit it's of a dodgy. bending of the rules. It's a bit dodgy that Leicester have called off. But Leicester, if Leicester call off three games without an active COVID case, that is madness. Absolutely madness. I can't believe that the Premier to... League would accept yeah. that third cancellation. They may accept Saturday. I yeah. can't believe they then, they then accept Wednesday as well. Personally. You know, if I was the Premier League and they came with COVID, I'll tell them to F off considering their players were at the dots. Genuinely. <laughs> Genuinely would. Yeah, well, I mean, um, that's a separate point. It's not what I'm going to bring up now because they don't have COVID. They've got half their squad injured or Afghan. Yeah, cool. So, uh, captains, uh, I'm thinking of Kane. Um, yeah. What about you guys? Kane, yeah? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Yeah, I think... You- I think King, King or Kane, depending on how punty I feel. Um, which, given it's Friday, I'll probably go Kane because I only feel yeah. punty on that kind of Saturday, kind of like just before deadline was Friday at six o'clock straight from work. You've got too if long you to didn't think have, about uh, how you regret it. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't have King or Dennis, would you go grass or would you go stats? I would definitely be going... Oh, I'd actually go stats this week. This week I would, looking at their fixtures... Dennis you coming off King... early. He's back in training. Yeah, no, I know. But I think it was more... I don't think he was ever really particularly injured. I think it was more... He's played crap for three uh, he games. He did play in the Cup game. He played crap. Uh, you know, I've watched those games. And I think 
the Burnley game in particular kind of favours favours King. So I would slightly go King, but I mean I own both, so it's always I'm always yeah, kind of worth to ask. Reason I'm leaning toward Dennis is his ownership is so high, which is stupid. I might still go King. I can afford both, which is annoying. I, I always like to not be able to afford one, so I can just not have to make a choice. But cool. Anyway, um, Kylie, King, King or Dennis? I don't know, and it's a decision I'll have to make because I will only have, have one, likely yes. only have one. I would like to say King for point of difference, but mm. because I will be selling some very highly earned single game makers, that may sway me to just stick with Dennis. I don't know, yeah, is, yeah. is the moral of the story. I, it's it's just really hard, it feels like for like, and you've yeah. got a different reason yeah. to justify either one. I mean, the main reason for justifying Dennis was his form, which is, you know, dissipating. So maybe it is time for King's wonderful underlying stats, comparatively wonderful underlying stats, I should say, uh, to bear fruit. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for, for everything again. I've been Mars at Mars05. She's been Kylie at Kylie FL. He's been PJ at Hindu Monkey. We've been the three amigos. Follow our account. Please like um, and rate our pod if you if you like what we what, what you just listened to. Uh, stay safe. Um, ignore the government. They don't know what they're talking about. Do the common sense thing for you, your family and loved ones. Adios, amigos. Brave amigos are we